This is Deadly Choices Radio, a show dedicated to discussing and educating all health matters and making deadly choices. Health from our mob to our mob for all our mob. All the latest DC news and events. Good health for all our mob. This is Deadly Choices Radio. That's right, you're tuning in to Deadly Choices Radio. I'm Brooke Carson, a proud Cobble Cobble woman from the Western Downs region. First, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are broadcasting and listening from today. I'd like to acknowledge our elders, past and present and emerging. Deadly Choices Radio is all about having the real yarns on all things health matters that matter to our mob. The health focus is on Antibiotic Awareness Week with senior pharmacist Lucky and also Healthy Lifestyles with Tamana Akinclose from our Deadly Choices programs. And pro athlete and DC ambassador Tyrone Roberts will be here to yarn about the World Cup finals. So welcome to the show, guys. Let's kick it off with Deadly Choices Radio. Hey, mob, I'm back with Mana from Deadly Choices. First, welcome to the show. Um, who's your mob and where are you from? Uh, yeah, so um, my mob's uh, Waka Waka. Um, born and raised here in Brizzy, though. Nice, and you're a DC program officer. Can you tell us a little bit about that role? Yeah, so um, I work on the north side of Brisbane. I run programs through schools, high schools and primary school. And what do you love about being a program officer? I'm just working in with all the students, all the kids, um, just promoting healthy lifestyles. All right, let's talk about the DC programs. What are they? What does your team offer? Yeah, so we've got um, healthy lifestyle program, which um, just sort of promotes uh, like how to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, we got tobacco, just sort of raises awareness on um, the harmfulness that it can do to your body. And good quick tucker, just basic food preparation techniques for all the students if they're wanting to cook up a little snack at home. And traditional Indigenous games, just um, teaching them about culture and identity. Nice. And and why are these programs in place for our mob, you know? Why are they so important to our mob as well? Um, Just to sort of raise awareness and cut out bad habits. Um, and just to sort of break the cycle as well. Nice. And, you know, who are these programs, you know, like made for the audience of these programs? I know you go to schools a lot, but why particularly schools and who else do you see? Um, yeah, just schools because, like, we target the young audience coming through um, just to sort of close that gap. So, oh, God. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. You can just pick up, we. What was I saying? Um... Close the gap, schools. Close the gap, schools. That's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want any more on it? No. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and I know that you guys are part of DC Fit as well, and you um, have some programs around that and some little community community groups as well. So how can I be involved in DC Fit and also what is it? Uh, yeah, so each um, region has their... Uh, DC Fit Officer, so ours on the north side is Tommy, so he's linked in with the Bramble Bay Raw uh, running group, so we do um, programs with them on Mondays and Thursdays. Yeah, 
I'm actually I'm very aware of that one because my mom runs that yep. group. So yeah, she I'm loves engaged, having yeah. <laughs> she loves having um the deadly fit guys come out and um you know really support her group as well. And it's pretty much just about mob getting up and exercising, not even running. It's not super intense, but it's just about moving around for at least thirty minutes. Um, and I know that's kind of what my mom aims to do as well, three times a week. Um, so how can other people as well get involved in that? Um, <laughs> I'll see it again. <laughs> <laughs> so how can other people as well, other community groups get involved in DC Fit? Um, so we sort of advertise it through our clinics. So on the north side, we have our five um, clinics, uh, D-Bay, uh, Strathpine, Margate and Caboolture and Morayfield. So through those clinics, obviously our program officers um, work out of there. So we're assigned to each of those clinics and they sort of promote it through there with like flyers and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, nice. And we're going to Good Pick Tucker. What is this and how does it help mob? Um, so it's a little food program that we have. Um, we bring some sort of foods in to help with students um, like develop food techniques basic food techniques so yeah sort of just give them health healthy ideas as well yeah and i'm sure you can there's been a cookbook floating around this year as well there's heaps of new updates of good quick tucker um there was an origin series too i believe that um went out with um some of the deadly ambassadors and stuff too so there's a few things floating around around how mob can make healthy choices through healthy recipes and now children are learning it to our little jarjums. Um, so it's such a good program to get involved in. Now the DC Touch Footy Carnival was over the weekend. How was it? I know you're involved. Yeah, it was good. It was um, good to see all the mob getting out, um, playing some touch, keeping active. Uh, it was very hot though. <laughs> I bet it was. I w was unfortunately not able to be there, but I saw all the um, social medias. It looked awesome. Heaps of deadly kits getting around. Did you have a favourite? Um, yeah, probably my team, the Mat6 um, team. We had a deadly Queensland kit, so you see that floating around. Nice. And as a program officer, I know you guys have a big role in organising events like this and QMC. Can you tell us a little bit about how you're involved? Um, oh, what was the question? <laughs> How are you involved in um, DC Touch Carnival and then move it into QMC as well? Yeah, yeah so we um, help out with the events team. So all the DC teams sort of come together for events such as the DC Touch Carnival and um, also the Queensland Murray Carnival as well. And from your perspective and being a DC program officer, how important are these events for our mob? Um, I think it's very important. It's, it's good to see like everyone coming together um, in one space, just keeping active and just, yeah, just mainly being around each other. Nice. And, you know, before I let you go, I have to ask, what is your deadly choice? Um, my deadly choice, I haven't done it yet today, but we'll be going to gym this afternoon. Nice, always a good one. Well, thank you for taking the time to yarn with us today. Thank you. We'll be back after this short break. Real life perspectives from our mob to our mob. Welcome back to Deadly Choices Radio. With me today is DC Ambassador Tyrone. Tyrone, what's your role at DC? 
Uh, my role at DC is being an ambassador, so I get to go out and um, you know, share my story and my daily choices that I've made you know, to get where I am. And um, yeah, like I said, share my story and just talk to the young generation about um, healthy, being healthy and activity and um, yeah, about our culture as well. Yeah, nice. And can you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to over the past uh, year since we've catched up? Um, so obviously I've been been around and been to a, a lot of events, um, tobacco, they're talking about smoking, and just recently I've been to um, the Daily Toys and the Touch Carnival, uh, which was a great event. Um, it was very hot, but uh, like, like our mob, our mob always turns out for you know, the big events and you know, the skill and the the connecting and all that stuff that happens, you know, normally when we all get together is just, you know, something that we, we cherish. Yeah, definitely. And that's similar to what Manu was just saying before. He said it was very hot as well. I can see he's a bit sunburnt in here today. Um, but yeah, it's so important for our mob, all these events that we have, like QMC, the DC Touch Footy Carnival as well. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And can you give us a little summary as well about your career? Yeah. Oh, so um, I've played over over 150 games of NRL, and I've just recently retired. But I'm still playing Q Q Cup, Queensland Cup, and I've just come off two back-to-back wins. Yeah, for the North Devils. Yeah, and the clubs I represented was Newcastle Knights, um, Brisbane Broncos, and the Gold Coast Titans. And I went overseas for one year in 2018 and played um, two finals. Uh, the Challenge Cup Grand Final and the um, what's the other one? <laughs> you forgot it. <laughs> yeah, there, there's two com- there's two competitions in the Super League. Yeah, the Super final. League. Yeah, <laughs> you forgot yeah. you played in the Super League. Yeah, I lost both of them, so I'm trying to I'm trying to forget. Yeah. Them. <laughs> <laughs> easy ones, easy ones to forget. Now, on Rugby League, we'll talk about the Rugby League World Cup. You know, there was two grand finals over the weekend. We had the Jillaroos versus New Zealand and um, Australia versus Samoa. What did you think? Yeah, well, what did you say? It was New Zealand versus... New Zealand versus Jillaroos. Jillaroos, yeah, yeah. The, the two, the women's. The, the women's are so dom- dominant, you know, from Australia. Like, our comp is so strong and, you know, the... The, the skill that they have and what they're providing over the competition is just you know, phenomenal and you, know, you see them taking that into you know, the World Cup and getting away with the win and doing it convincingly it's just you know, it's awesome to see and with the, the Aussie team and Samoa team and, uh, I think Samoa played their grand final or their final against England you know, yeah. was, but like it's, it's it's, they've made history. You know, Samoa's first time making any final in the World Cup, and you know you see all the the culture and all the all the people that they got behind Samoa was just awesome to see. Yeah, definitely. I was talking about it with Tracy last week, and how much the spirit um, for people going for Samoa as well. And we had people in my street at home that had the flags out, and I know there was a big march and stuff. It's just amazing to see, and it's so awesome that it brings so many people together as well to support and people that, you know, might not even be from Samoa as well, going for them and wanting to see them make it this far too. But it was a great yeah. game. Um, Australia, yeah. It yeah. yeah, it was awesome. And I think all the flags got sold out. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, all the flags are gone. So it was good to see. Like you said, um, 
it's good for their culture. You know, I think the same thing happened when Tonga made it to yeah. the finals, you know what I mean, like a couple of years ago. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, like I said, we've got some DC events coming up. We've got the, the surfing as well coming up. Yeah. So, but if you talk about the World Cup, you, you also got the, the PDRL tournament that happened at um, Hollywood Jones Stadium with the disability. Yeah, yeah, well. I saw that one. I think, did um, England win that one? Yeah, England won. So, but the crowd over there, the atmosphere, like, it's crazy. There might be only yeah. 10,000 people in the stadium, but it feels like 20. Yeah, you know, it's and that's, crazy. that's something that I experienced when I went over there and played. Yeah, definitely. It would have been um, insane. And you can see, I saw when I watched um, the grand final over the weekend, the amount of people that showed up to watch Australia versus Samoa. It was amazing and how much the World Cup brings people uh-huh. together and the talent on show. Um, with Australia, though, did you have any thoughts on the halves pairing that ended up being decided? I know it was a very controversial um, focus of the whole tournament, of who Australia was on a pick for halves. What did you think? Well, you got Cleary and Lua, who's been the dominant in NRL, see, and they come up against each other and obviously played some wonderful footy, but you know, you got DC, David Cherry Evans was just the experience. He's been there for a number of years now, and you know, Cleary was just, Cleary was just in form. Yeah, um, yeah. And you have Teddy at the back and you got Latrell in the centres, you know, it's it's awesome to see all them there and you got Latrell and Adokar who just played throughout the whole tournament was just awesome representing their people and their, their country. Yeah, I think it was so special to see them um, being pictured with the flag as well um, after the game. Yeah. And they brought in the Indigenous players for the Jillaroos too and they had a big photo, which I think is so important to see, especially for our, our young kids as well, to see like how far you can make it. Yeah, uh, like even with the like the, the time differences and all that stuff, you know, it was hard to watch many of the games. There were still some very close games, I think. We had the Tonga and PG was a close game. Um, the Samoa and Tonga, which would have been awesome to see with the, you know, the the celebrations yeah. that you have against each other, and those like, they only won on the bell too. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's been it's been a great World Cup. Um, it's good to see it back because with the COVID and all that stuff that happened. So, um, yeah, but back back to being now in a battle with daily choices, we still you know got our events leading into Christmas, um, which is. Now, important to make sure everyone's still connecting and checking in with our elders and our, our friends and family. Yeah, definitely. And can you give us a little bit of detail how you do that? How do you connect with your family and your elders? So I, I'm, I'm originally from Ballina and I make like I'm only an hour away from away from where I live. And um, any time I get a chance to go home, I go home and you know, reconnect. Especially now, you know, I've I've had a a tough two months. You know, personally with family. Um, sorry business and all that stuff so you know being back home has really kept me connected and kept me you know focused and I guess um, busy yeah you know, keep my mind busy you know knowing how important family is and where we come from and the support you get from them and it's very important. Yeah, it is so important and it makes a huge change, I think, to physically and mentally just being around mob and stuff like that. It's so important for your mind, body and spirit and that's what we kind of talk about here at DC too. Yeah, definitely. Going back on country is very important. Yeah. Like you said, mentally and physical and just getting your mind away from stuff that's happening. Yeah, definitely. It's a bit of a distraction, I think, in a way, a bit of a step out of reality just to regroup and 
rethink and you know get in get back in touch as well yeah definitely um stay listening and we'll get an update on dc events coming up after this break your dc clinics from the tip of the Torres Strait to the border of the Bundjalung people in Coolangatta. Welcome back to Deadly Choices Radio. I'm here with Tyrone Roberts and Mana Akinclose. Let's talk Deadly Choices events. Tyrone, how was the DC Touch Carnival over the weekend? Yeah, well, it was awesome. Um, you know, see, especially for our people, you know, getting out and being active and in community and connecting. Um, you know, playing any sport is, is great to see, but you know, DC always puts this touch carnival on every year and it's great to see all, all the mob turn out and just connect with each other um but we all, we also have you know we couldn't do it with our, our partners uh we got studies who, who give us our, our deadly gear who provide us with all the deadly gear and designs um and i think early in the year we had a, another touch carnival with deloitte's which was was another great turnout for I guess the the network because it's it's totally different towards um, touch in in our communities because you know our, our people that do all the hard work in in the offices get to get out and have a better activity instead of sitting behind the desk. Yeah, definitely. At some point, everyone gets involved and we all come together as one. And you know, over the weekend, two on strutties, there were some pretty deadly kits. I was talking about it with Mana earlier. How amazing some of the kits were as well. It's like the um, QMC, just seeing all these amazing artwork and stuff like that <laughs> getting around. Yeah, definitely. I, I've got to give credit to Mana. He, um, I've got a bald head, and he gave me his hat. Still got to get that hat yeah. back too. <laughs> <laughs> Won't yeah, see that again. Yeah, you didn't say it was a boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you mentioned just before there's some other events coming up. There's a surf um, event, I believe, if you guys want to yeah, touch on that. So we have a DC uh, Cow and Dilly Choices uh, surfing on the 1st and 2nd at Corumban. Yeah. Corumban Beach. Um, I, I think I'll be wearing Munna's hat. hat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget to be sun um, safe out there. A lot of sun safe. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's also a great day, you know, kids get out there on the beach, you know, doing activity and learning to surf. I know, I know a lot of our mob doesn't like going out past the knees. But yeah, that's you know, me. <laughs> You'll never catch yeah, me out there. It's a great day, a uh, great opportunity for, um, you know, the families and you know, adults to come down and, you know, if you don't go in the water, you know, I know us you know, Blackfellas, we don't even like the sun. We sit in the shade. Yeah. So... <laughs> No, it's good. It's good. It's a good day. It's run well, and uh, it's you know, like I said, you get out in activity, connecting, and socialising with you know your mob and you know, all the kids and having fun. Yep, and Mona, you mentioned you're going to be there next yeah. week. Yeah. So yeah, I'll also touch on um, sort of how it works. So it's a good way um, to sort of reward the students that in our schools that we run um, who show good leadership. Um, so we pick them on their attendance and also their uh, behaviour and then we reward them with like events like this sort of um, to get around other students from other schools and um, it's a good way to connect and have some fun in the sun. Yeah definitely it sounds awesome like what an opportunity for these kids too and I I think it's an awesome way to recognise the leadership amongst young mob too. Um, yeah definitely and I would even say like yeah, at the start of these programs, you know, kids, these kids don't even come up and say hello. And by the end of these programs, you know, they, they know who you are. They even know where they where they're from as well. And you know, the, the connecting that 
they come up and introduce themselves, they give you hugs and, you know, for them to get rewarded at the end of it is just a bonus and it's something that our DC programs run well. Yeah, and that's what we've been talking about here with Mano, how important these programs are for our young mob too, to get amongst it really and embed themselves in learning about culture and respect and just being with each other too and having these interactions with people like you who have shown them how far they can get in careers and be, you know, follow their dreams as well. That's right. And it doesn't have to be rugby league, it can be any sport, any activity. Yeah. Even that, it doesn't have to be sport. Now, if you got... If you want to put your eyes down and study and study and go to university or get a trade, you know, I mean, it's just the choices. Like any any good choice is a deadly choice, and that's what we're just trying to aim for. On deadly choices, before we wrap up the show, do you want to share what your deadly choice is, Tyrone? So my deadly choices is family, connecting, and going on country. Just to make sure, like through my times right now, like my de- your deadly choice changes the way you feel and the way you're connecting and right now I'm, I'm I'm connecting with family and making sure that they're safe and they're doing well. Yeah, and that's so important. I think um, that's one of the best deadly choices you can make as well. That's right. For all deadly choices events, head online and check out how you can get involved. Thank you for yarning with us today, Tyrone, um, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers, thanks for having me. Thank you. Today we are putting the spotlight on Deadly Choices programs and pharmacy. I was able to catch up with Lucky, one of our Deadly Pharmacists. Welcome to the show, Lucky. Um, First, congratulations. I understand you won the Queensland Pharmacist of the Year. Um, How does it feel to receive such a huge recognition for your work? Oh, uh, totally overwhelmed, Brooke, hey. Um, It was... It's been a really tough year for, for all health professionals, uh, I think, and uh, a lot of pharmacy stuff happening, vaccinations and COVID drugs. Uh, I was very surprised to get it and, and very honoured uh, because all I'm doing is just working in the place where I love to be working with mob, and to get that was just just really nice. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah, massive congratulations. It's amazing the amount of work you do for mob as well. But um, let's get straight into Antibiotic Awareness Week. Um, what is this week about and what can MOB do to understand antibiotics? Yeah, um, what, what it's all about is, is um, when antibiotics were first discovered and still today, uh, they're a real game changer in, in saving lives, really, and helping people heal from really bad infections. Uh, so, you know, back in the day, people would, would would die of simple lung infections, bacterial infections we're talking about, or, or even just simple scratches, uh, perhaps from gardening or just working, um, <clears throat> things we just take for granted for today. Yeah. Um, what's happened over the years, though, is... is these bugs are just getting smarter and smarter and they're trying to work their way um, around a lot of these antibiotics. So these antibiotics don't work as well anymore. And um, that's a growing problem. You know, you, you hear about tuberculosis, for example, and we all know tuberculosis is a very serious disease and it was almost eradicated. Uh, but now it's on a massive uh, comeback. Um, 
and uh, the reason for that is that it's worked a way around a lot of these antibiotics. So we, we have to use different antibiotics and have to use stronger doses, which means side effects. And and that's what Antibiotic Awareness a Week is about. It's, it's about using what we've got now, um, now in a really sensible way uh, and not using them when we don't need them. Uh, yeah. So we can, and the right way, so we can still keep, you know, these these cards in our pack to treat uh, infections. Yeah, and it is so interesting. And you touched on it a little bit, but what are the common causes for using antibiotics, and why might mob need them? Yeah, so the, uh, any. Antibiotics, what we generally think of are uh, antibacterial antibiotics. So uh, the common antibiotics that we get um, uh, would be things for a bacterial lung infection, not a viral lung infection, uh, a bacterial sinus infection. That's that's very, very common. Um, ear infections and infected cuts and wounds, uh, particularly things like, you know, reef cuts are... I love my salt water, so um, obviously in tropical areas, um, things like that, you're pretty much inevitable. Um, and and in, to prevent those kind of bacterial infections, um, just going off tangent a little bit, you know, more recently, um, we, we look at the antivirals um, that can, you know, um, particularly the ones now for COVID, so obviously they're available now and they'll, they will help suppress the COVID virus and help people recover and, and even stop them going to hospital. So, yeah, um, was, yeah, incredible. Yeah, and they're actually really safe too, which is it's really cool, those COVID antivirals. So, uh, yeah, I'd say that's probably one of the most common causes at the moment. Yeah, with, especially with COVID spiking again. Um, it's definitely something mob should be aware of that that is out there. Oh, 100%. And, and the quicker you get them into you, the, the better the result down the other end. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And what do mob need to know about antibiotics that they might not be aware of? Yeah, it's a, that's a really good question, Brooke, because how we use um, antibiotics, it's, it's a bit like... Uh, I don't know, if it, you, you, you give these bugs a chance, they'll take it. Um, and it's really about um, good practice that doesn't give them a chance to run away and, and, and learn the resistance. Uh, so uh, there's some really, really good pointers that um, <clears throat> probably should, should point out during this session is um, just making sure that you're using the right antibiotic and the only way to do that is to see see the doctor and it's actually okay if the doctor doesn't feel you need antibiotics because uh, you might have a, a viral infection for example that no antibiotics can treat like a, a viral chest infection or something. I'm not talking COVID because we know that we have drugs yeah. for those now um, but it, it may be something that there's nothing available to treat it and what would happen if you use an antibiotic for those things it, it won't work and, and you might get side effects without any any benefit um, so that's really important get the right antibiotic prescribed for you the other thing is um, taking it for the the right amount of time that the doctor says so that might not always be until finished so you've got that 
um, old school where we'd always say take antibiotics until finished. Uh, well, that may be the case, but not always the case. So doctor might say to take these for five days instead of seven, for example, or take for 10 days instead of seven, uh, for example. So taking it for that time gives it enough time to kill the bug and not any longer to give the bug time to learn how to beat the the, the antibiotic. Um, and if you're feeling better, even if you're feeling better not to, to um, stop them early, and then there's, you know, not, not missing doses so the, so you get enough in your system to, to kill the bug and not train the bug to, to beat the drug. And um, also taking it at the time specified, you know, if it's three times a day, you, you pretty much take it breakfast, lunch and, and dinner uh, rather than taking it breakfast until at dinner, for example. Um, the other thing is this is a really, uh, it's not you know, it's, it's kind of a cool fact, but it's not a cool fact if that makes makes sense, <laughs> is um, if you've got unwanted antibiotics, hey, don't share them. Don't share them because um, there may not be enough to kill the bug for that person, but also it'll most likely be the wrong antibiotic for that person. Um, so you probably might do more harm than good and even even give the bad bug a better chance to, to take over. Um, so uh, don't go sharing them, but this was actually the cool f- fact I, I should have said. Unwanted antibiotics take to the pharmacy because they put them in what's called a rum bin and incinerate them at thousands of degrees so there's nothing left of the antibiotic. Oh, wow. You see, that's yeah, things yeah, that so you just wouldn't know. <laughs> no, no, because if you flush them down the sink or throw them in the bin, what happens is that antibiotic gets in the system. Oh, I um, Yeah, yeah, and in really small amounts, but, but the bugs eat those small amounts and it's really good for them to learn how to beat the antibiotic when they're in small amounts. So, and there are, there are, we can measure antibiotics in our environment now. So, um, yeah, take them to the chemist. Don't share them. Don't hold them for another day because the bug you have today may not be the same bug you have tomorrow as well. Yeah, and that's so important, I think, for mob to know. I had no idea that was even a thing or that you do take them back and they destroy it for you. So thank you for sharing that with us today. And thank you for your time today as well. Thanks, Brooke. No, I really appreciate you asking me to come on and, and talk about this because it's really important. Yeah, no, thanks, Heath. No, thank you. And congratulations again on your award. Uh, no, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Brooke. Stay tuned and we'll be talking deadly choices after this short break. Real Life Perspectives from our mob to our mob. A reminder to stay safe, you mob. COVID-19 has not gone away. Keep up with your vaccinations and get tested if you're feeling unwell. Thank you for tuning into Deadly Choices Radio, where we put the spotlight on pharmacy and Deadly Choices programs. Don't forget Deadly Choices is all about eating healthy, exercising, checking in on our mob and leading healthy lifestyles for generations to come. I'm your host, Brooke Carson, and I look forward to next week to when we will be yarning with the NDIS mob. Thanks, you mum, for tuning in. Deadly Choices Radio. A show encouraging mob to make healthy choices from stop smoking, eating good food, exercising daily and getting a health check for themselves and their family. Featuring Deadly Choices Ambassadors, the Healthy Lifestyle Mob and many more. 
So tune in to Deadly Choices after 6pm each Wednesday and on demand on AAA Murray Country. We're going.